thank you for dialing in today, and I appreciate you joining us, Nathan, um, today for the the first cast that I have from a business spotlight interview. And I wanted to welcome you, but I wanted to have you first. Uh, I want to thank you for serving our country. I understand you're you're a veteran-owned business, and I wanted to thank you for serving our country. Maybe tell us a little bit about um, your military background, and then from there, tell us a little bit about yourself and your business before sure, we start. Yeah. Not a problem. I appreciate you um, having me on, like, you know, to talk about a little bit of the stuff and doing the introduction for me. So, um, yeah, I served a little bit over 20 years and some change. I just say a little bit of change because, you know, I had to do what they call the high three. So I got promoted a certain rank. I needed to stay just a little bit longer. It wasn't wasn't too bad. But um, so, yep, I retired officially in 2020. So um, came in right before 9-11, uh, shortly before that. And then um 9-11 happened and I found myself uh, in Afghanistan shortly after. So I spent a majority of my time, about 13, 13 years and some change uh, inside special operations and doing stuff with those guys and then spent some time in the conventional forces. So I was, I was pretty, pretty lucky um, being able to have those opportunities afforded to me as far as, you know, being in certain places. Again, when, when everything was going on, I did not think it was that that fortunate, especially, uh, you know, being deployed to Afghanistan um, during the initial push, coming home for about three weeks for my first son to be born and then going to Iraq um, right after that for, for a year. So um, being away is uh, something I'm very accustomed to. Um, uh, it, my family is accustomed to it for the most part. So um, being a, a business owner, an entrepreneur, um, you do spend a lot of waking hours, um, maybe not at your house, right? Or even if you're at home, sometimes you're not physically there or you're physically there, but not mentally there. Um, so you have to have a good, strong support structure at the home as well as anything else. And so I'm pretty fortunate to to already kind of had that before we kind of started deciding what I was going to do when I grew up, which is meant when I retired out of the military. So. Great. Well, tell us the name of your company and tell us about your company. Okay. Uh, yeah. So we are... Um, a local property management company here in the St. Louis area. Our office is located in St. Peter's. So um, we operate in St. Louis City, St. Louis County, everywhere out in St. Louis. Farthest south will go is about South St. Louis and Fenton area. And then anything in St. Charles County. You know, we're, we're technically trying to go ahead and start branching out into Lincoln County uh, once we have logistics in, in place. Gotcha. So what made you decide to get into the real estate management and real estate business? Um, I mean, just like anything else, I was just trying to figure out what I was going to do. And, um, you know, I picked up the most common book that most people are probably read as Rich Dad, Poor Dad, right? I'm mm -hmm. sure you'll probably hear that a thousand times. Or if you met anybody that did anything in some type of real estate or some type of business, really, they one of those one of those books will pop up. So that was just something I picked up when I was, again, in Afghanistan and just had some time and it just kind of made me think. I mean, I was already in over... 12 years in the military and, you know, I needed to go back to school, finish my degree. And I just picked that up and had to figure it out. Real estate was just kind of like a byproduct, um, you know, because again, when I was stationed in Hawaii, uh, you know, I went to a conventional unit, so I wasn't gone all the time. I had a lot of time on my hands. So I was finishing my degree. Um, but again, I got still had way more time on my hands and I was very much accustomed to Right. So, you know, being in the army, going to college online, I still had all this time. So, I um, was trying to figure out ways to self-educate myself. Um, and real estate is just a good, strong investment vehicle, right? There's 
tons of ways um, that you can invest for the long term, you know, make capital gains on your money, right? You know, real estate is just something that has been tried and true for a very, very long time, right? I know things are cyclical, but I mean, they are not going to build any more land, right? Right mm -hmm. now we're in a type of economy where they can just print off money, right? So it doesn't really, doesn't really count for anything, but, you know, buildings and structures and land, I mean, there's, there's only so much around. So I think, you know, it's, it's just staple, something that's going to be good. So um, it was just part of our journey as far as figuring out, right? We wanted to do rentals, but, you know, you got to kind of have capital to do rentals. And then we just kind of okay. fell in flipping real estate and doing that, flipping houses. And then, you know, just property management and managing rental properties kind of goes hands in hand. I mean, it's kind of like a base fundamental um, that touches a lot of aspects of real estate in general, like the buying, the selling, the maintenance, the rehab, right? The management. So you can do a lot just by having, you know, I think that property management is a good base. And a buddy of mine, actually, I met him at, at Bragg and that's exactly what he did. He, so I never created this kind of, I'm not recreating the wheel, right? I seen how it could be used and leveraged and done correctly. You can branch off and have multiple different businesses inside one business, right? So- well, it's not easy. There's a lot of people who are amateurs who do not do a very good job at that. So I admire everything that you've done so far in a very short period of time. And I would tell you, you probably meet a lot of um, people who have went out there and bought one or two and said, this is too hard for me. Could you please take this and manage this for me and make it better and make it more profitable? So I'm sure you've seen all of those and you've benefited from that uh, and the management, management of it. Um, those who want to be real estate investors, but those who do not want to be real estate managers of those investments. Well, it's funny so. that when we do get calls like that, right? Like they have one property. I will tell them like, hey, you know, why don't you manage it yourself? Just see what you like and what you don't like. And sometimes they're like, really? I'm like, I, I would love to earn your business. But I think, you know, me being honest with you right now, like you're kind of unsure. You don't know how property manager management works. You know, like there are fees for us to do things. You may not even think that what we want to, what we are charging based off of like, you know, services we provide, you may not think it's like of fair value. So I always tell people like, yeah, maybe you should just manage it yourself. Like right. just, you know, I try to tell them so then you can see if you really like it or not. And there's some people that, you know, they're good at it or, you know, they like to manage it, but they get up to three or four properties. And then now it's like, okay, now I don't have enough bandwidth to do this. Cause you know, it's always the, the ones that, have like three or four properties, everything is really going great. And then they get that, they get one bad tenant. Like right. we have it to where, you know, people have five or six properties, but they only want us to manage two of the properties. And that's fine. Like, okay, you know, we're helping them. We're trying to be a value add. You know, we don't want, we would love to manage everyone's whole portfolio, but if there's, there's things that are problems, you know, we want to be looked at as like, we're going to solve your issues. We're here to assist you. Then like, We'll earn the rest of your portfolio, right? If we can, we can manage things that have been a drain on your time, drain on your energy, right? And kind of get that off and help clients buy back some time. I think it just pays dividend down the way, right? Because then they're like, well, they, these guys did such a great job with my headache, pro you know, properties. Well, let's just let me give them the rest of the portfolio. Now I get a lot more time back. You know what I mean? Excellent. So you've been in business for a short period of time. You've grown fast. And how many employees do you have today? Partners uh, that you let's see. Yep. I mean, so there's three office staff, right? And then we have uh, five remote. Um, okay. So, you know, the average property management company, you know, the standard is, you know, you have one manager, right? Ish type person for 75 units. 
looking at that model and seeing it from the inside out prior to um, even starting this, that was a very wrong number, right? And that's a, that's a big problem with um, property managers get a bad rap because they they hire like two or three two people and they want them to manage a portfolio of like two hundred. There's no way you can be efficient, right? Not and that's the biggest thing. It's like communication is like the biggest like problem when owners come to us. Communication mismanagement. They don't. They have no idea of what's going on with the property when they're reaching out to the owners are reaching out. So that's the biggest thing. So again, you know, I'm fortunate enough to have, you know, my military retirement and everything else and things that, you know, I invested in prior to me uh, retiring. So when I started, you know, started uh, this business, I didn't really require to get a paycheck. You know what I mean? Right. Um, right. And now, I, I mean, I started paying myself last year. So 18 months, my, my CPA says you need to pay yourself. Right. So I'm like, okay, well, I know the IRS is not going to ticket me. So I'm going to get 30 grand. That's it. Right. So again, I was able to do it, still put in, you know, 80, 100 hours a week, but knowing that, you know, the money is being invested on systems and processes and in, in, in team members. Right. Because I think if you build it and then you have the customer service, everything will, will ebb and flow. Right. I mean, the military taught us, you know, two is one and one is none. Right. Meaning, you know, if you have, if you have a radio, you better have two sets of batteries, right? Because you never know. It's the same, the, the old saying, right? The old adage is just, just doesn't work out. So if you, right. you know, and then you can streamline your process and you can kind of, you can kind of thin it. So like, I mean, we broke, we broke our stuff down to where like, you know, we have everyone again comes up that gets hired on. Everyone starts with the same thing. We call it like skill level 10, right? You're going to have to right. learn all this before you can kind of move along, uh, move along stuff. Like today was uh one of our newer team members, Austin, it was kind of his phase two of learning. Cause I guess he was, he was doing all like the initial checking properties, kind of learning how the rediscope of working do. So to today was him following me doing a move on inspection, according to our checklist, doing a move in with a live resident moving in today. Right. And then the second one that we had today, he did it, but I was there. Right. And then of course made sure asked the follow-up questions that um, he didn't ask to the incoming residents. So it's it's a learning process that hap that has to happen. So it's always ongoing. Great. So a few questions that I have is if you started uh, from square one uh, in business today, what would you do differently from the period of time you've been um, in? I don't, I mean, knowing what I know now or just in general? Just knowing what you know today. I mean, if you were able to go back and rewind the tape and knowing what you know today, how would you I, mean, I don't think I don't think I probably would have done very much different than maybe minute the minute things, but I know my wife would want me to do things different, right? Um okay. the reason why is just because again, we were in a franchise, uh, you know, a franchise business, which is good, right? There's always pros and cons to everything you you do, right? You have to make that decision. So I knew that, you know, kind of being in a franchise, you're gonna, you know, you're gonna pay the royalties, which is not a bad thing, right? My wife just doesn't feel her opinion is that we're not getting the value from, like we're not getting the value from them with what they're getting from us, which is fine. Um, okay. I don't know, maybe just hiring somebody a little bit sooner has always okay. been like the first thing I could think, hire, bringing in somebody, um, maybe not remote, because I went with somebody remote, I probably should have brought in somebody in the office. Um, okay. This team member faster. I mean, you need to, need to bring in somebody, right, to kind of offload some of those non like primary tasks that you hear all the time that you want to do that or you're not very good at to find somebody who's your 
who's your yin and you know yin and yang type deal but um, right maybe just a little bit sooner you know what i mean just a little bit sooner you're talking about your staff growing uh what positive qualities or what, what qualities do you look for in employees and how do you foster the positive and productive work environment um, so the most of the time, like I, I, I send out a disc assessment or uh, a culture index. That's like first one. If they don't answer it, then they're not the right fit. That's it. Like, you know, it's just, Hey, here you go. You want some information here? Here is these two links. Do one of the two tests and send me back. Like if there's like a block of instructions, like, you know, download your, download your, download your, your sheet and please send me a resume. Right. That's like step one, like following basic instructions. If they can't do that, that means they're untrainable, they're uncoachable, they're unwilling to unwilling to kind of follow instructions, and then that's it. Like they can have the best resume in the world, right? But that's what I look at because I've already looked at their resume, right? Right. You just want right. to see if they're willing to be like, okay, maybe he didn't get it, right? Just it's simple. It's not, you know what I mean? Um, right. Because I look for everyone to, to end up being in charge or managing other people, right? So they're going to kind of expect that stuff. But that's that's usually it. And then time management and and uh, an organization, right? Because in property management, I tell everybody we, hire, we, we bring on is like, hey, it's the same stuff, but different every day. And it doesn't really click until they are actually starting to do stuff because you're doing, it's the same stuff, but it's different every day because something happens throughout the day. That's part of property management, right? That didn't happen this week or didn't have, but it happened before, right? Or it's a little bit of a difference that happened. Right. So same stuff, but different every day. So, so what do you attribute your growth um, to your growth that you've had? You've, you started fairly, you know, your business has not been in business very long and it yeah, sounds to me like right around COVID, right? Which was yep. when you retired out of the military, you kind of started in COVID and it wasn't a really good time to start, but people still have to live somewhere and um, you had to deal with all that. So how do you really attribute your success? I know you bought a franchise, but that doesn't mean success. There's someone back there driving the ship at a local level. Yeah. Tell me, uh, how do you attribute that growth to? I'm just super hard-headed, I guess. I mean, that's that's what anybody that really knows me knows that I'm very stubborn. Like, I'll figure persistence. out. Persistence. Persistence. Yeah, okay. you know, like some people, you'll use the, the word persistence and, you know, get, uh, you know, grit and determination. I'm just going to be honest. I'm just hard-headed, right? That kind of all factors into the same thing because I think everything to its core, you can figure out, right? It just matters, like, how much, how much do you care about figuring the problem set out, right? And, you know, again, in the military, it just says it'll buff. That's all we always say. If there's a problem, it's going to buff, meaning it just depends on how much brain power or physical, you know, power you're going to have to put into it. But everything has a, everything is, everything is a problem set can be solved, right? It just depends on how you're going to solve it. So, I mean, we have that. And just like I said, it's just, you know, just, I got to figure it out. Like I didn't, did not go not go into this whole thing not knowing it would be a challenge right i mean we've done real estate in other states um right by far st louis market is a little is by far a little bit more difficult because of the rules and the inspections and not all municipalities follow the standard and you know the code book across all you know all 48 lower states right every municipality has a little bit something different but i've noticed over the last three years they're kind of consolidating that because you know if you're starting, right. you, you can't just decide, you know, Jennings can't just do something totally different than what Ferguson is doing or St. Charles County, right? You know, like 
you got St. Charles County Unincorporated, you got old St. Charles County, and then you got St. Charles County. Like, you know, they got to get on the same page, you know, on the same stuff. So it's coming around. So by, you know, just from the states we've done real estate in, you know, just in the St. Louis proper area, it's like, you have to know and you have to have cheat sheets and you have to have good rapport with inspectors, right? That you're going to do the right thing. You're not going to cut corners. And that's the biggest thing. Like, hey, you know, and then if you're, if you're, if you're, if you're going to say you're going to do something, your team's going to say they're going to do something, you guys better do it because inspectors are going to remember that, right? Like, especially like, you know, you're going to go and fix it. You need to fix it right. You know? Yeah. Now, were you originally from the St. Louis area or did you move here? No. Yeah. My wife is, my wife was from here. She grew up in Florissant uh, area. And then when I retired, we, uh, we came back here. Yeah. So I had six rental properties in different areas. We'll talk about that over a coffee sometime, but when I first moved here in 2004, I read because I was from Indianapolis, which did Unigov back in the 70s, which means I think there's like six municipalities there. At that time in St. Louis County, there was 94. 94 yeah. in St. Louis County at that time. I did find out that places like Hazelwood were doing, Hazelwood's um, inspectors were doing some of the other smaller municipalities. So there becomes some consistency, but it was crazy, you know. You're, you're in a five block square and then literally across the street, they're inspecting it differently. So you've got a lot yeah. of moxie. Right. And there's still places where you have to physically go and go and do, you have to go file for the inspection at the office. Like, I mean, uh, Bell Fountain's the same way. Pine Lawn, like these places, like you can get it, you can download the inspection sheet, you can do the application, but you have to physically go down there, turn it in, you know, and, and pay when you're over there. I'm just like, okay, well, I mean, it's 2023. Like you should have some type of like technology for, I mean, I get it. They're, they're doing that, you know, and yeah, it's, it's, it's just, it's just very, it's very strange sometimes, you know what I mean? But it is what it is. And you just have to do, you just have to do what you have to do. Same thing with the permits in Hazelwood. You still have to go down and physically provide them a permit, you know, application, even a permit for a dumpster. Even if you park it in a driveway, that's considered private property. You still have to go down there and pull a permit, which I think is ridiculous. But everybody would like to have their money. Yeah, that's so, what I that's what I equated to. Great. Well, tell me a little bit about the learnings from being an employer. You went from the military to being an employer, and it sounds to me like you you grew employees pretty quick. You wanted you talked about having an employee remotely, and then you want someone in the office quicker. But you have now you know a handful of employees uh, that you've you know, grown pretty quickly. Tell me a little bit about what's your key learnings from being an employer um, that you could share with others? Uh, I mean, the only really big difference that I had to, I still have to work on it every day, right? My wife helps me work on it, that I have to remind her that she has to remind me and I have to remind myself that I'm not in the military anymore, right? That sometimes <laughs> the, the drive for people that you hire or bring on your team, right? Um, is never going to be the same as yours, right? So you have to understand that, right? So you have to figure out when you bring on somebody onto your team, like what motivates them, right? Is okay. it money? Right. Is it responsibility? Is it recognition? Is it power? Something, right? And then you just have to find out how you can motivate those people. Um, I will say, I mean, to be honest, like we've gone through, I've hired and fired people. I mean, I've fired, um, I, you know, just let somebody go this week, right? It just, they weren't a fit. Like I gave them, we've given them times. I give them multiple opportunities to to fix their um their issues and stuff like that but again there's only a, only so many times that you can 
uh, let people fall by the wayside or not pull their own weight, but you just have to let them go because now it's just a liability, right? Um, right. So systems and processes and documenting everything you're doing, right? That is what you have to do from the most minute tasks by like receiving information for a property, documenting like key aspects, you know, putting the keys in a lockbox, tagging the keys, right? Very simple task, like document your process, whether it's like literally if you're starting to bring on people, right? Before you think about doing it, like if you, what you do when you first thing, when you walk into the office, right? You turn on the lights, we check for this, we check for that. You know what I mean? Make sure the printer is, is powered up because a printer, if it goes off, right? You have just everything that you're doing, like that you mentally, that you do on muscle memory, because you have been, you're building a business yourself, right? You and your wife or your spouse or whoever are in this thing together. And just just the things you do, when you start bringing it on people, you need to have a checklist. Like, here's how we do it. Because explaining it to some people, they can do that. People are visual learners. People are readers. So if you have a checklist, that's the easiest thing that they can read it watch you do it, and then they have something to go off of to ask you questions. Um, so documentation is key. When I mean, you mentioned 75 properties per person, you better have the right keys to the right property, right? <laughs> well, that's the, that's the main thing. Like I said, if, that's the, if that is the industry standard is 75 per, per individual, that is pretty crazy. There's a lot of, I mean, you just burn, you burn people out, right? Um, there's a lot of stuff that happens, you know? Right. So we got one more question, if you don't mind, and I know of we're course. tight on time here. Good afternoon. How do you balance your personal life with the demands of running your business? You talked to refer a lot to your wife. How do you how do you balance that to make sure that you're not you're not burning that at both ends with you and your family? How do you I, balance I, that? There, I I would be honest. It's just a personal thing. I mean, there there is no balance. I know okay. people strive for that. I I mean, I'm just again, I'm just being very honest uh, about it. Like I don't think for me, there's ever a balance. I guess maybe it's just because, I mean, I came up this, you know, last 20, you know, majority of my adult life was in the military, right? There was things going on that I would, would have rather been at home with my family with these things, but there was something else and they understood that. So it's kind of the same thing in a different sense, but I mean, yes, you do have to, you do have to balance out your stuff. Whenever our youngest son is starting to play football and my wife's like, you're going to help coach. And he's, you know, the Troy Junior uh, League, right? So guess what? He's got practice twice a week. So that means I have to figure out to manage my schedule to make sure I'm home in time to take him and help coach practice. So those are sacrifices. But with that sacrifice means that I may have to work on the weekend to make up some hours at home or in the office. Again, so it's yeah. a dual sacrifice with my wife and my family. But no, I All mean, right. the key level is to get to get balanced. But I don't, I think if you're, Again, my personal opinion, I know people have kind of figured this out, but again, I mean, depends on how involved you're at, but I mean, everybody wants balance, but it just depends on what you consider to be balanced. I mean, you should have some time off for sure. Like there's nothing out here in the world that's more important than your family, but I mean, it just, there has to be some balance, but right now I'm at like 90, 90, 10, 80, 20. So, you know what I mean? Perfect. So on your discs, glad to hear that you use that. So may I ask you which what your disc profile is? Oh, it's a, it's an A, yeah, very I'm an A personality type. Like you know what I mean? I'm very yeah, very, yeah, very direct. You know, I don't I don't mean to like I try not to, it's just the way I came up, right? Through the military. I mean, I, I fit into a certain kind of pool being in the army to begin with, right? And then you kind of whittle it down and then you start doing some specialized things and you kind of whittle that down. Um uh, so yes, I mean, I kind of, 
I just want to, I'm very direct. I want to kind of get stuff done. I want to, you know, I will keep going. And that's kind of like the bad, uh, the downfall is like, hey, you know, I will do it and then show you how to do it. You need, or I'll show you later, but keep up type of thing. So I have to remember that um, I still have people that don't know as much and I have to like take back and like train them and like, hey, you know, remind them. So I'm very, I'm in, I'm in that category. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm one of those guys who just, just kind of do it. Just got to get it done and move on to the next thing. Great. We well, shared a lot about yourself and your business and we thank you for serving our country. And the last thing I would ask you is, you know, there's a lot of uh, property management companies that are out there and I've had my experience with not very good ones. So I would, I would let you finish up because we're going to let you use the videos and do different things with them. And those who are going to look as as investors that need a property management company, give us your 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 elevator pitch. Tell us why someone give the name of your company and why someone would come and do business with you and why you're a good property management company they should consider. Well, I think it's hundred percent. It's just being transparent with everything. Again, just by our website, right? We put our pricing ninety percent of our pricing on our website because we understand a consumer, a client, a customer, right? They're going to want to see it. I value their time, right? I am not going to put something like, "Oh, introductory." Like, here is what we're going to charge. Right. You can make a decision as a consumer if this is going to fit for you, because sometimes that's not. Right? You know, the deal doesn't work work out. And, you know, to, to hire a property manager, what we're charging. Then I tell them we're not the most expensive out there, right? We're, you know, we, we're, we're, we're pretty competitive with our pricing. And I think the things that we offer for clients, right. Are kind of level that, you know, we invest in real estate as well. Right. Uh, the people that we hire in-house they they have skill sets, you know, with construction and rehab, um, you know, licensed agents that are skilled in that area. And it's, um, we're going to provide you the, the real feedback. Sometimes, some, sometimes owners don't like to hear what we have to tell them like, Hey, you know, you have problems with your property. They were mismanaged or they you know, they got these things. And sometimes owners don't want to hear that, but we'll be honest with them. Like, you know, this is not a good deal. Like you probably need to get this thing together and you probably need to offload it. Yes. We may lose managing one or two of your properties, but it's causing, it's, it's causing you to, you know, to hemorrhage cash. You know, and the other thing too, especially for these other places, you know, and like, you know, Baldwin and all these other areas where they're buying kind of like in these nicer areas, they're like, well, hey, you know, how do you feel about managing? And it's like, well, we manage stuff in the city, right? But we have no issues managing the city, you know, section eight, other type of rental assistance managing in St. Charles County and Baldwin and Kirkwood and some of these other places. We tell them, I tell them it's a cakewalk, you know what I mean? Because we deal with a lot of different, different things that happen in and around the city, older buildings different rules, you know, um, stuff like that. And, you know, right. all the other places is way easier to manage. Like the, you know, right. the, the rules are established a little bit easier. You get a little bit of better tenant sometimes, not always. We've got some tenants right. that are lawyers and doctors and they, they don't pay their rent on time too. Right. <laughs> so people all the time, you know, it's literally about how you kind of just get it started and make sure you kind of set, you know, that we, we let residents know that, you know, hey, we are representing our client. Like, you know, like, right. you know, we are there for a reason. Like you didn't pay rent. We understand, hey, that's horrible. We understand you have something going on. I said, but hey, you got to pay rent because this is the contract you signed. You know what I mean? Because again, we're, we can be, we can be that, you know, the mean person for the owner because they don't want to, they don't want to do that because they get the sob stories, right? Or two, they just don't want to deal with their, their portfolio anymore. Right. So. 
I did see your website. I saw the different tiers that you have. I mean, you can have a, I don't want to put words in your mouth, like a basic all the way to fully. Yeah. And, and we invest in real estate and I can see that everything, you know, you just don't want to have one, like, cause there's, there's different things that people want. Right. And you don't, again, as a business owner, you want to be able to say, okay, you know, where, what is the standard? What, what can we be better at that we should be charging a little bit more? Right. And then, you know, everything that you do in there has to be a value add for your client, right? You're providing them value at the end of the day. Like when we bring on new clients, we do a full, what we call property assessment, meaning myself or my guy, Joe is going to walk through the property and look at everything. We're looking for any safety violations, do the current code right now, anything that's a health, health, uh, health and welfare inspection. You know, we talk to the tenants, kind of see what their needs and wants are. Right. And then we, we send our owners a report, like, you know, when it's videos, it's photos, it's like everything. Here you go. This is what, if you were paying us, it's not an inspection. We tell them it's not an inspection. It is an assessment. Right. I'm not taking the Missouri St. Louis inspection test. Right? I'm done taking tests in my life. Right. So we want to provide them value. We want it to be where they don't have to ever kind of look at their property or have to worry about it. I mean, we have clients that own property in St. Louis. They live here and they haven't seen their properties in over three years. Other than the photos that we and videos we provide for them. Okay. So that's what we want to do. We want to be able to take off that load for people. Yeah. And I saw that on your site where you do a video walkthrough initially and you do a video walkthrough at the at the move out. So yep. So we do yeah. we do the video walkthroughs and stuff like that. It's just it just really depends. They're gonna at least at a bare minimum, they're gonna get photos of everything, all the rooms, everything that was in it, right? And it's really just the inspection if there's any issues or anything we find. You know, videos are like if there's like, hey, we we have to show this in in real time. Great. Well, I thank you very much for your time. Thank you for sharing, and I will tell you once again, thank you. My my dad was a veteran, and I thank you very much for your service to our country. And I hope that you have a wonderful um, wonderful week and a wonderful weekend. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you. Have a great day. You as well.